And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, it is time for an emergency <laughs> edition of Hear That Podcast. Growl and Paul, your junior, Jay Morrison of The Athletic. Sound the alarm. We are here. Bengals fans are fired up. The, 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 the internet is churning. We have news on the potential playoff scenarios. We have angry Katie Blackburn memos. We have coin tosses. <laughs> we, we, we just, we, there's, a, there's a lot happening here, Jay. You know what we don't have? I don't have a stat. Is, is this the latest podcast we've ever recorded? This is no. A, no. 11:43 p.m. I mean, after Monday Night Football games. Uh, oh yeah, I you're mean, right. We, we we've gone late before. Oh, it's not this even is close. After late night draft sessions, I feel like we've done. I I don't, I'm not putting it up there yet. I'm not putting it up there yet. I uh, but I'm I'm willing. Uh, we're doing it for you though. We, I, honestly, I just had too much energy over this going on. I was like, I got thoughts. I got thoughts. Mm-hmm. Bengals fans got thoughts. They need this. They need us right now, Jay. They they are. I mean, you say Katie's angry. I think Bengal fans are right there with her. Um, they, they're pretty fired up on Twitter right now. And again, this isn't this isn't final yet, but certainly looks like that's the way it's going to end up. So let's set the stage. Mm. Uh, okay, so we have first of all, we need to start here. We start here. Uh, we we wrapped our podcast earlier today before the UC Medical Center press conference about Demar Hamlin, and that was. Awesome! It was like one of the most uplifting things I think I've I've seen on a television screen <laughs> in ages. And the whole story about Demar Hamlin writing down uh, the first one of the first things he asked question was who won the game uh, is just one of the coolest uh, anecdotes that you'll ever hear. That was so encouraging. We were in the Bengals locker room for the first time today after that, and it clearly changed everything it changed yeah. the dynamic it changed the hope you know ted Karras talked about it just felt like a thousand pounds lifted off his shoulders and that was kind of consistent across everybody that news i think really changed the entire attitude of of the way everybody was kind of feeling about this and just and i think everybody everybody feels the same way whether it's people like me and you jay or players or all the fans that have been following along yeah, it, it was such great news. And it was interesting because you, you mentioned it where the, the 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 press conference came after we finished the the podcast this morning. And I was under the assumption that, you know, this the podcast was or the uh, the, the press conference was going on as the Bengals were at practice. And I was cur- 
do they are are we going to tell them what what's yeah. going on? And they already knew they they got briefed before the public got briefed. And um, you know, Tyler Boyd talked about how he just had this pep in his step at the walkthrough. They found out at the morning walkthrough even before they went to the regular practice, and it was it was totally different. I've never seen that much media in the locker room, and we've we've seen at times this year where guys scatter and they don't want to be in there when the media are in there and. They all stuck around and anybody that you that wanted to talk, you wanted to talk to was there and willing to talk. And it was it was just uh, it was a breath of fresh air um, for for multiple reasons. Yeah. And so with that out of the way, uh, not out of the way, I mean, he's got a long way to go in his recovery. Yeah. But there's such a big day, such a, tor- a corner turned. And uh, it was good to see those the people at UC Health get the, the, the get what they deserved to, to have that opportunity to be uh on air and they're hit that group getting honored for the work that, that they did as well as obviously everybody on, on the field at Paycor stadium. But that clears the way for what has come out tonight. And that is what is a proposal approved by the competition committee that needs to get voted on by the owners for it to pass. And is how the AFC playoffs will operate. Bengals bills canceled. That's not happening. That means the Bengals and the Bills will only have 16 games, and you know they'll be going by winning percentage essentially uh, with them, with some exceptions, shall we say. <laughs> um, the one main one is one where if – the AFC championship game would be played at a neutral site if the participating teams played an unequal number of games and both could have been the number one seed and hosted the game had all the AFC clubs played a 17-game regular season. Those circumstances involve Buffalo or Cincinnati obviously qualifying for, for the game as a road team and are listed below. Follow me with me if you want to. Scenario one is Buffalo and Kansas City both win or tie this weekend. And a uh, Buffalo versus Kansas City championship game would be at a neutral site. Scenario two, Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Baltimore wins. uh, And a Buffalo versus Kansas City championship game would be at a neutral site. Scenario three, Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Cincinnati wins. A Buffalo or Cincinnati playing versus Kansas City championship game would be at a neutral site. That would be, you know, an advantage for the Bengals there, not yeah. being a one seed and potentially being able to get a AFC championship game moved to a neutral site. Again, that would be a scenario where this weekend the Bills and the Chiefs both lose and the and the Bengals win in, in order for that to ever come to fruition. Then it gets more interesting. If Baltimore beats the Bengals on Sunday, it this I'll just read what they have. It will have defeated Cincinnati, a divisional opponent, twice, but will not be able to host a playoff game because Cincinnati will have a higher winner percentage for it, winning percentage for a 16 game schedule than Baltimore for a 17 game schedule. So, if Baltimore defeats Cincinnati and if those two clubs are scheduled to play a wild card game against one another, which would be a 3-6 game, then the site for that game would be determined by a coin toss. 
if Cincinnati wins the Week 18 game or if Baltimore and Cincinnati are not scheduled to play one another in the wild card round, the game sites would be determined by the regular scheduling procedures. Jay, <laughs> coin toss is here. Coin yes. toss is back. We've been talking about coin tosses a lot. Jay, you've got coin toss stats. Before we go any further, I need the coin toss stats. If it comes to a Bengals-Ravens coin toss, what's, what's it looking like? Well, they they both have the same record in coin tosses this year, <laughs> which is amazing, which makes it sound like the coin's going to end up on its side if they flip it. But the and and that is um uh 7 and 9 they're both 7 and 9 in coin tosses and the the Bengals won't actually had the one against buffalo that they won but do you count does that what i guess it still counts that they won the coin toss even though the game wasn't played sure. but the thing is the 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 Bengals have lost nine of their last eleven coin tosses. Oh. Where the Ravens have won five of their last seven. So they're oh, wow. they're on a bit of a heater. Um wow. so yeah, I mean coin toss streaks go against each other. I just wanted to make sure we got that out there. That's to me the most important bit of information that we needed to relay to you is the coin toss trend streaks. That's that's what matters. I, I I think that's good news for the Bengals. If ever there was a case to bet against the trend, it's on a 50-50 prop of a coin toss. I mean, sure. they've lost nine of 11. They're, they're due to win a couple. So what does all this mean is what you're probably asking yourself. And many people who have had to reread this multiple times have done that as well. First off, the Bengals are AFC North champions. They will be the two or the three seed. Um, Thing being, if they lose this weekend to Baltimore and Baltimore ends up in that sixth spot, they will have that coin toss. I'm going to guess they have to do it after the game. Like if Baltimore wins, do they have to like come go out to the 50 yard line and have an official coin? What kind of coin are they using? Is there, are there people that are going to be involved? Are we going to have like cameras on it to make sure there's no tomfoolery? Is everyone mic'd up? What is happening with this potential coin toss situation? Do they let everybody go home and see if they need it? And then everyone drives and meets in like, I don't know, West Virginia or something and does it in a diner that like, I want to do it old school. Like they did in the seventies, right? With it was something like this new school do it on zoom no zoom you can't they you can play <laughs> with cameras there's too much at play there uh but the point being if the Bengals beat the ravens this weekend a ravens team that might be playing with anthony brown at quarterback at this point and can't score then none of this coin toss stuff matters which is kind of sad for us because we do like talking about mm. coin tosses and i would like to see how it would all play out However, that is the simple solution to the Bengals avoiding that, the two or the three seed. And they still have would have, obviously, this potential chance um, of ending up in a neutral site AFC championship game. Um, the, the reason here's, – here's my thought on this as we talk about – what's unfair about this you know there's there's a couple of some things that different amount of things that people are frustrated about obviously winning the afc north and getting the worst draft pick and the first place schedule the next year but no guarantee of actually getting the home playoff game um is a touch unfair certainly but 
Baltimore clearly petitioning for, look, if we could have had a chance to be that and won games against them, you can't take that away. All right, that's a fair argument, right? That's a fair argument. Here's the other one. Let's say Bengals and Chiefs are the two and the three seed, and the Bengals would have to go to Arrowhead. Yeah, they'd have to go to Arrowhead. The Chiefs lose on Saturday, and the Bengals win. They would be the three seed, the Chiefs the two, and the Bills would be the one. If it goes Bills one, Chiefs two, Bengals three, a potential divisional game between the Bengals and the Chiefs would be an Arrowhead, despite Jay being a half game behind a team. You could have a team that you beat that could have been even with if that game would have been completed. All of the things laid out in the Baltimore argument. However, if that scenario played out, no coin toss. No coin toss at all. No potential for anything changing. Just go to Arrowhead. How does one that works this way get approved and the other one? Now, granted, we're talking about specific scenarios and these may not play out. Yeah. But to me, then how does that one not become involved for the divisional round? Clearly, the league had no interest um, in going to those other steps to make it a little bit more equal. I think if you're looking at where major beefs could lie, that scenario of, nah, just go to Arrowhead, we're not going to give you the same thing that we're giving Baltimore here, um, is to me where the biggest injustice out of this lies if you're looking, if you're looking for one. And, and I know, obviously, a lot of people see some. I mean, I don't know. I, I think the biggest injustice is possibly having to win the division go on the road. But the, you're right that that this they kind of go together when you're saying if one, yeah. but not the other. So I, the difference there, I guess, is, you know, one game, anything can happen. But if a team Baltimore, in this case, beats you twice. That that's a little that that carries a little more weight. The Bengals have beaten Kansas City three straight times. They beat them earlier this year. Yeah, Sorry, I'm just thinking that. Uh, yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, last but, year, last year. That's, they they beat them earlier this year. They just beat them. They're that's what I mean. They beat them once this year, but Baltimore would have beat the Bengals twice. So I think that's why they're they're looking at it that way. But <sighs> oh come on, I mean that's that's a I mean I do want to look this up, and I am going to look this up. I was talking to Richard Skinner on the phone, and I wonder how many teams have finished within one game of first place and and actually swept that team in first place how many teams have been in this position and and weren't afforded the opportunity obviously of a coin toss to say oh we should have won the division because we beat you twice all right let's just take a quick break looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. So, um, I want to get into this before we get into some of the other dissent stuff. Um, Jay, you've got the actual first round options of what actually could happen yeah. um, that we need to get to. Uh, it's important to note the two seed very much in play, as we told you earlier on the on the earlier podcast today. If the Patriots beat the Bills and the Bengals win, so. If, it's very simple. If those two things happen, um, with with KC obviously being the one, then the Bengals would get the two seed. That's two teams that have played sixteen games right next to each other. The, the whole like inequities don't apply here. Mm-hmm. Two teams that played sixteen games, they would have the same record. It would end up going all the way to the fourth tiebreaker of strength of victory, to which the Bengals cannot give that up, no matter what the results are this weekend. So the Bengals would be the two. The Bills would be the three. And the Bengals would host a potential divisional game between the two teams. That's an important thing to remember. But you have the the first round matchups and what those potentially could be. That were the only options on the table for uh, for the Bengals. Yeah, there's four options, three opponents. So the first two options are Baltimore at Cincinnati or Cincinnati at Baltimore. If Baltimore, if the if the Broncos beat the Chargers. And, and the Bengals are the three and the Chargers are the six, then it's Chargers at Bengals. And then the scenario you played out where if the Bengals win the two seed, they would host New England. Now, there's there's three teams that can get the seven seed, but for the Bengals to get the two seed, the only way that can happen is if New England beats Buffalo. And if New England beats Buffalo, New England clinches the seven seed. So it's Baltimore at Cincinnati, Cincinnati at Baltimore, Chargers at Cincinnati, New England at Cincinnati. Those are the four options. They're the only way that it could end up. Mm-hmm. There's no other scenarios. And then you get into everything else as you go up the pike. Okay. So that's that's kind of the layout of, of what the, the playoffs will be. The Bengals now have a lot to play for um, this week. Now, this is all potential, right? I mean, this is, this is potential because you're still relying. This has to get passed. You have to have it where um, you have the you have twenty four owners need to pass or nine dissent. Um, so that that needs to pass. If if that passes, this goes in. I'm gonna you know here's what one I know that it won't be unanimous because we know the Bengals aren't voting for this, uh, and so it's thirty one to one at least, which is a familiar thing for those of us that have ever covered the Bengals at the owners' meetings. It's how almost all votes at the owner meetings seem to go. Whenever you see that thirty one to one, you know, well, gotta go find Mike and see see what we're dissenting on this time. But in this case, the question is: Is Katie Blackburn working the phones? Yes. Is, is tr- are they all working the phones with every owner right now, talking about what's wrong about it? And if they are. Or do they not need to work the phone? Because they have already, Seth Wickersham 
at ESPN uh, had a story obtaining a memo about this in which Katie Blackburn writes in a dissent, and I quote, uh, the proper process for making rule changes is in the offseason. It is not appropriate to put teams in a position to vote for something that may introduce bias, favor one team over another, or impact their own situation when the vote takes place immediately before the playoffs. Of course, Roger Goodell points out soon after that there's no perfect solution, uh, and and off we go down that path. Um, they're trying to take care of what they're calling competitive inequities. Um is, is how Goodell is claiming it, which, by the way, good news. Goodell alive, uh, who we didn't know because he hasn't spoken since Monday Night Football somehow. Good to know that he's actually apparently okay, although this could be a weekend at Bernie's situation where they're just writing things for him right now and he's just kind of being held up. We can't we can't really confirm or deny that. Uh, so the point of Katie Blackburn and the Bengals is, look, as people are sitting here trying to decide whether to vote for that, like, look, Jay, you and I are survivor people. These yeah. votes come with agendas that are yeah. how do you get me to the end, right? Yeah. How do I get to the end with this one vote? Do I need to have a voting block for this one? Do I need to vote? Look, do I not want to play the Bengals? Do I want to play? Like, do how do I, how do I, how does this work for me? Do I want to disincentivize a team I'm playing Sunday to try because it, this game's going to be rendered less important for them? Whatever it is, there's agendas everywhere that are, that are in play. And that's her point. All these teams are going to be sitting here saying, uh, and we don't know. And that's what happens when you do something like this right now. None of this is perfect. We get that. And this is all against, you know, because of a, a total tragedy that's unprecedented. Like that's understood with all of this conversation. But the point being, you could just let it play out where it's like, look, winning percentages hold, right? I mean, because that's yeah. the way it's set up in the rule book to handle such situations. You know who pointed that out, Jay? <laughs> 28 joe mixon <laughs> joe mixon uh jay do you have that tweet in front of you uh i do i be- was yeah i think we're there gonna pull it, it up here yeah joe joe mixon with the so we not following the rules no more <laughs> <laughs> he's got the frog drinking coffee <laughs> uh the thinking and he has a screenshot of the, of the uh policy manual for member clubs. I wonder where he acquired this, Joe Mixon. I believe yeah, this was I, probably sent to every single Bengals player explaining why they're frustrated about this. And if they'd like <laughs> to gripe on their own social media outlets, <laughs> feel free to do so. I mean, it, it's right there. And it's what Katie, I mean, yes, that's it's what Katie's arguing is you're you're changing the rules in the middle of the season. I don't know that that's, I Googled it. I couldn't come up with any. I don't recall the last time the NFL changed a rule in season and especially one that deals with playoffs. What eight days before the playoffs start? I mean, it, it just, I founded a fantasy football league in 1992 and I was smart enough to put a rule in that said no mid season rule changes unless all 16 owners agree. Uh, it had to be unanimous, not 24 to eight or whatever the said that percentage is 75% everybody. And it, it's just, I, I do wonder now. I mean, I was thinking this was a, a lock, but I wonder if, if Katie can convince them and, and say, look, if, if they can screw us, who knows what they could do to you next year or in the future. And th- there needs to be a precedent and there, when 
you know, that needs to be fought back against that there, there can't be in season rule changes. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, you know, Jerry Jones is good friends with Mike Brown and he's, this doesn't affect him at all. I mean, are the, are the NFC teams that aren't affected at all going to be on Katie's side? Um, are, are there, are there owners out there that don't have a good relationship with the, the Ravens that would vote against them and out of spite? It's, it's going to be really interesting to see how this vote plays out. Uh, I, I do want to read the the policy. It's under Section G here for that Joe Mixon put out. Competitive policy for canceled games. If a game is canceled, a team's standing in its division or in its conference uh, shall be determined on the basis of its final record. When necessary, playoff tiebreaker shall be calculated according to the per-game average for all teams. Right there in black and white, yep. competitive policy for canceled games. Sure is. Uh, and I think that's part of part of the argument uh, of where that's coming. And so you have a Bengals team. And and I tweeted this out. The Bengals have played seven home games and they've played nine away games in a first place schedule. They've won seven in a row. They'll be AFC North champs. And face a possible scenario of having to survive a coin flip to avoid playing every playoff game away from Paycor Stadium, all while inheriting a worse draft pick and first place schedule next year. Everything I just said is a fact. This is there's zero opinion involved in that. That is just that is true. That and that's but that's what it's going to have to. That's the hands that they're kind of having to play at this point, and they're frustrated by it. They they I, I they they feel like this is this is unfair for them and they don't feel like this is something that should go through. Yeah, I mean there is an outside shot that they wouldn't have to play every playoff game on the road. They could host the AFC championship game if if that was against the I guess it couldn't be the six, but if it was against the five or the seven seed. But yeah, most likely if you're the three and you're playing the first game, the one that that's supposed to be guaranteed at home, playing that one on the road, most likely you would be playing every game on the road to get to the Super Bowl. And it it's there there's parts of this that I think are uh majorly unfair. The there's a lot of people complaining about uh why isn't why wouldn't a, a game against Buffalo if it's if that's the two three why wouldn't that be a coin flip? And that I just I don't get that argument. If if Buffalo and the Bengals played the same amount of games and the Bills have a better record, there's no beef there. That yes, you have to go to Buffalo and play that game, but possibly playing the Ravens on the road in the wild in the wild card round that is inherently unfair. And what you laid out with the the Chiefs and being only a half game behind them. And not getting that same Treatment. opportunity to win a coin flip. Yeah, it's 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 okay. We're going to do it for this team, but not that team, right? You know, and, that's and not competitive balance. No, it should be okay. Any scenario where there's a half game difference in a team that you beat, you get a chance at a coin flip. To mm. I mean, or if that, or don't do that at all. And, that, and I think that's kind of what Katie's point is. Why are you? This is in the rule book. Why why are you? putting all of this stuff into place or something that's 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 in the rule book yeah it, it 
it's a mess. All of it's a mess. There's no easy way to do it. Um, they're trying to find ways to fix it, but you do inherently end up with certain teams feeling like there's advantage. The, the other side of this is I is that I have been laughing about something all night long. <laughs> I have this vision of Roger Goodell, not weekend at Bernie's Raj, like maybe real, real Raj in his basement, like he was, you know, trying to act human in the, the 2020 draft. Uh, on the phone with Katie Blackburn, if, and if you've ever seen Hamilton, there's a scene where they're doing kind of a rap battle and he's talking about, you don't have the votes. You don't have the votes. And he's like dan- doing this crazy dance <laughs> while he's doing it. You don't have the votes. You don't have the votes. And it's like, it's just Goodell on the phone dancing in his like in his weird basement, you know, yelling about how Katie doesn't have the votes. I just, I can't get that out of my head. It's an image that's just, it's just it stuck up there. It's been, I just had to, I had to let it out. It's pretty much the reason that we decided to do this podcast tonight. The the, <laughs> the 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 competition committee. Um, do you know how much of that is ownership? Because I know there's there's coaches on there. There's other. There's yeah, other. I mean, Katie's part of it. Um, I know Katie is, but because obviously they passed this, so whatever yes. owners are on that sure on that competition committee, you would think would be voting in favor of this potentially. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, just I I don't know if if they can find the votes. <laughs> Work the votes. Derail it. You don't have the votes. You don't have the votes. All right, let's take a second and switch gears here and hear from a sponsor. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner StubHub has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Here's the other aspect of this. If you were looking to um, wake the Bengals up back into their playoff uh, yeah. momentum that they had, it might have just happened, you know, a team that is 
been thinking about other stuff this week, understandably, and reeling and dealing with a lot of stuff to all of a sudden get to do what they've done all year, right? What have we called them, Jay? Walking, talking, and I took that personal Michael Jordan memes <laughs> over and over and over again. Fairly tough. Justin Reed, you name it. It has gone down the line every week. They've found something uh, to go on and on about and get them all in a tizzy and come out and play with fire. Um, they keep finding things. Here's this thing. And this thing could ride you all the way through the playoffs. Oh, you know, the old, oh, you want us to go on the road? Let's go, right? They did it last year. They went to number one seed and won. They went to Arrowhead and won. I think there's a sense of, you know, Joe Joe Burrow, I'll, I'll play anywhere. Um, but I, I do think that this has kicked up the motivation a little bit in, inside of that building and gotten everybody um, ready for some football. Yeah, and if there's a little bit of Monday hangover, uh, you know, a lot of guys talked about questioning whether they should play Sunday, whether they want to play Sunday. I, I think that all changes now. I mean, they there's going to be a fire there. They're, the last thing they want to do is put this to a coin flip, and they're they're going to come out guns blazing against against the Ravens. And you know, you you want to talk about a fun scenario for Bengal fans? Imagine if I mean, it might it won't be fun to start. But but say they lose that coin toss to the Ravens and they do have to play every single game on the road and then they go on and win the Super Bowl. Just allow yourself to think what Katie or Mike might have to say to Roger as they accept the Lombardi trophy. There is no amount of drunk icky woods that could make the tension <laughs> go away on that one. Uh, there's, there are, there's just not enough bees in a bag. Uh, they could make that. Hey, look, we've seen icy Raj exchanges before uh, around these things, so it wouldn't be the worst thing that he's been a part of. I believe there's been deflate gate exchanges. Yes, so, yes. Uh, we've seen worse, uh, but yeah, there's there's no question that uh, there there's um, there's a little bit of an edge coming <laughs> coming from this group right now. So we'll see we'll see uh, again how that vote plays out, but you got to most things once they get through the competition committee end up getting through. And I think everybody wants this chapter of our lives talking about what should happen next to go away. Um and that's probably going to be where this lands. Of course you can never say it, but it could get interesting. You never know. Uh and uh we'll be there to talk to you about it if it does. Uh I think we covered it, Jay. Uh, one other funny thing is, oh, yeah. this this whole week, this this kumbaya with Buffalo and love and support, uh, Bengal fans are going to be rooting like hell against those guys on Sunday now. <laughs> <laughs> they Bengals fans want the Patriots to win. Yeah, well, I mean that two seed is valuable. We've talked about it. Is it. I mean you you re you read off the teams that you can play. We've talked about the charge. Although I think you'd love to play Baltimore, but you don't want to be in that three six and doing coin flip stuff and mm -hmm. i just lost to them and all that um so you're talking about the chargers right or you're talking about new england um there's some the, the teams that you could end up playing um two seven sounds better and certainly the idea of of, of having a host in that divisional could could make a, a pretty big difference either way they got to play us right is going to be what they're going to be yelling in that in mm -hmm. that locker room
that's kind of going to be the thing, and they're going to keep building on this. Just another, just another chip on the shoulder. All right, Jay, we did it. We did it. Late did. night, late night pods. It gets a little, gets a little loose in the late night out here. Okay, so <laughs> get some, can get some songs. You just never know what's going to fire off. So, all right, thanks everybody for uh, listening. I hope you guys are all uh, enjoying yourself. Enjoy the weekend again. We'll be back with a walkout after Sunday. Maybe the walkout. Can we do a walkout live from a coin flip? Oh, that would be so oh, great. Oh my god, I have so many coin flip questions. Is it a contingency coin flip, like you said? Do they do it right uh, after the game in case they need it, or do we'll they get wait a chance and see to what talk happens? To, we'll get a chance to talk to uh, Zach Taylor tomorrow after their walkthrough, and I am going to just unload coin flip questions on him. <laughs> <laughs> we need uh, Darren Simmons they, to count the rotations yes, the, uh, of the yeah, coin. In the wind uh, of this, I, I, I am positive the answer every time will be like, we don't plan on being a part of any coin flips. Uh, yeah, but yeah. that said, um, I'm ready. Coming ready. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Have a good one, everybody.